0: Hello and welcome to Men Are Nuts Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, emotional health, physical health and psychological health In men, in people, in society And it started with MAN, M-A-N, the acronym, and then it went to MEN So Men Are Nuts, and this is the podcast And we have a special guest from you, for you today welcome introduce yourself
1: alright uh, uh, my name is Mandela or best known as Ade uh, I'm I'm a writer, I'm a poet uh, from South Sudan uh, it's in the east of Africa for those who really don't know it uh, it's one of the youngest nations in Africa it's, it's now nine years and uh so yeah I specialise specifically on arts therapy I use I, I use my voice I use specifically the, the art the art of poetry to to speak out on different girls on especially when it comes to 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 society like South Sudan where like everybody there's a very shrinking space and people don't really get to, to speak up so much so like I, I, I use this this art uh, the art of poetry and spoken word to like speak out and and yeah it's its, it's sort of
0: like braiding. that's uh that's me young man 25, yeah right okay so um you know this is, this is this can be a first for me um from you know from someone from you know from the continent and the biggest continent and you know south Sudan so tell me about um south sudan you know what's it like today and what's it been like you know in the last couple of weeks or is it been is it is it fairly hot yeah, tell the listeners what's it like there. Well, South
1: Sudan is it's a bit of a, <laughs> a, very, a very hot country in a way, and uh, but late, lately everything's it's, it's been set up because South Sudan. If everybody's been watching the news, it's been known for all these sorts of war and uh, there's the conflict between the power struggle between the two leaders and all that. That's what everybody has always known about South Sudan, but then like nobody's really. Uh, has really paid attention to, to to the beauty in it. South Sudan is one of the most beautiful countries in Africa, if I'm to say, one of the most culturally diverse countries in Africa, and it has this. It, it, it has like some of the most amazing people, and um, this is me not even exaggerating. It's me just stating facts. Uh, so yeah, l- lately, after the, because we just, uh, the peace, the peace agreement was recently signed and the new government was just formed like a few, few days ago, a few weeks ago. And yeah. now there's a bit of calm in the whole country and everybody's like settled and lifestyle Really good,
0: yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, is it me or is it, or is, is I've, just, I've, I've noticed this, but there's South Sudan in a sense or South Sudan, the, the, peop- the, the people yeah. are quite tall. Yeah, they're really tall people. Tall, yeah. <laughs> dark, yeah. Yeah, really tall. Um, I mean, you know, um, what's what's the kind of in terms of them being tall? What's the what? And I'm, I'm coming from a sports background, so what's the yeah, sport, yeah, yeah. what's the sports down? You know, what is the main sports or what are the type of sports that they play there? Well, this is,
1: it's not even a secret no more. Like if if you. If you watch NBA right now, you'll find like in, in almost all the big teams there's one south that basketballer basketball yeah. playing there. And that's like the main sport. Like we've had people like Bol who was seven seven. We yeah, have man. like people like Golding, we have people now in there called Don McKear. We have so yeah, like right now basketball is like so much of, of, of a very big deal, though there is a lot of soccer too, like people play crazy football. Yeah. And uh and if you go uh, and, and if you look at the females the females they are running the modelling industry in the world right now the wildest top model is Aduda Kid from South Sudan so yeah, like yeah. she's a very young girl with <laughs> crazy height so yeah yeah This the sports basketball is like it's, it's like it's like a big thing yeah, yeah they're utilising the height man.
0: yeah and I and, and I know that you see and the reason why I was asking so you you can let people let people know the listeners know because I remember um, I know you're going to say yeah. that Manu Ball and he you know he was he was, yeah, yeah, he was he was a long time ago and I say long time ago but he was yeah. he was crazy yeah. tall um crazy, but and he yeah. played and he played, in the, and he played in the NBA so I think he was the first I think yeah. from there so yeah He was the first yeah, yeah. yeah definitely yeah.
1: So um I one of the first from Africa
0: yeah. yeah 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 he was he was nah. So um nah. Nah. so tell to so tell um tell us about you know your thoughts on um, mental health and and what's it like? You know, is it does it differ? You know, I'm trying to find out whether it differs from country to country or person to country. What's what's it like living in Sudan as a as as a as a male or uh, or just living in Sudan in terms of how you see mental health? Uh,
1: well, given given uh, given the uh, I'll first speak from my from myself because yeah, from your perspective here. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a person that grew up far away from South Sudan. Like I didn't grow from. I didn't grow inside South Sudan. I was yeah. Well, I was born in South Sudan, but then uh, back in the day, the struggles between the Arabs and the South Sudanese. There, many many people flee, uh, left the country, and and I was one of those. And uh, I I lived almost all my life in different countries, and when I got back after after quite some time. I, I came to realize that lots of people that have that that stayed here, uh, lots of people that witnessed all the 21 years of war, uh, all the people that have witnessed uh, the bombings and everything that's been happening, you get to realize that everybody's like numb, like everybody's numb to pain, everybody's like, uh, it's literally traumatized in some, in some sort of way. And, and and that has been it, it's been crazy but the fact that the, the problem with it is they have not acknowledged it like they know there is a problem where we are not okay like we have issues to do with our mental health but then like there's always been that issue of acknowledgement like people acknowledging that, that this is actually a problem i need to solve this is actually something we need to put an effort to so like now nah, none of that none of that has has happened so you, you get to see that people uh, people are living with it and and, and they have normalised they've normalised it they, if someone is traumatised they just look at it as something normal like they they're not going to put in an effort to try to talk to the person try to uh, see what the person is going through or try to understand. Uh, there's been lots of stereotypes around uh, things to do with mental health like you find. Uh, when somebody is is, is having uh, a bit of uh, bipolar episodes and stuff, you see, there that, are that terms that people have coined for them. Like they've not really recognized that this is an illness, but then they they would either say he's going through under some crazy sort of thing, or he has sort of like been bewitched, bewitched using a local or traditional kind of uh, I, in Africa we call it juju. Yeah, so juju, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So people will say it's that, like, and and it's and it becomes frustrating. And in the in the in the case of South Sudan right now, if you are uh, bipolar, they will lock you up instead oh, really? of like trying to give you help. They, yeah, like because there are really no facilities yet to like rehabilitation facilities to accommodate anybody that is. So like people just choose, including your own family members, choose to hand you over to the central prison, so that you are locked up there. And, and when you ask, they say the person is dangerous to the society, and, and it's kind of messed up. Like right. it's it, it's it's messed up. yeah.
0: Right. So what's your in your what's your what's your background and how did you how did you um, get into what you've got? You know your your, your your target area in terms of um what you do in poetry and what was your upbringing like
1: oh uh, well with, with, with the writing with the writing it's it's something that sort of like my mom nurtured me since since i was a child so whenever <coughs> i needed something whenever i needed to do something she uh, i need to ask something she put me she'll make me write it down and and forward it and and that, that 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 kind of, like, made me learn to write every single time. But then, that I wasn't really writing seriously until uh, 2013. She passed away, like my mama saw. And I'm a child who was actually raised by a woman. I was raised by her. And I didn't really know my dad that might like that. So, so I had to... I, I, I had to get into like I, I, I was I was in this depressional state for a very long time like because I I got really traumatized because I witnessed uh like pass away in front of me and and that was anybody can can, can actually feel that like watching somebody that's it's completely your life like just vanish in front of you so like that that threw me off for a very long time and I sort of like really got traumatized and I was. Uh, I was in this depression state where I got, like, really addicted to prescription pills. Like, for about eight months, I was, like, popping pills all over the place and stuff until I, I sort of, like, had to meet this uh, psychiatric lady who who actually had sessions with me. We had therapy sessions with her, and she made me realize that what I love to do is writing. And then she she kept pushing me, like, how about you write all this pain since you you're someone who doesn't speak to people? How about you, you write whatever you feel into poems and stuff like that? And and in 2014 I actually started doing that so much. Like I wrote down all my pains and it, it actually gave birth to my first book, uh our line collection that I call Voices in My Head. And that is that like pushed me every time because like I kind of feel like I really had voices in my head. They're like, I, I would hear, I would hear them giving me theirs every single time and and that pushed me that that sort of like motivated me to to keep writing every single because like when i shared those pieces people loved it like lots of people related to every single poem that i wrote and and that kind of made me feel like i wasn't alone in in the feelings that i was having or in and that's how i never really turned back from writing so I, i i just kept on writing i just kept on writing and and I moved forward to start performing the poems. I've spoken about artists like uh, letting people uh, creating awareness on things to do with mental health, speaking to speaking life into these poems and making people understand that you're not alone, it's I've been there and I'm still there, and you get out of it at some point and all that. Yeah, yeah. so basically, that's how my writing journey started. Yeah,
0: yeah. So basically, so we we'll take you back to yeah. when you, you said your mum your passed away. You didn't have a father figure, yeah, yeah. did you have um, siblings? Uh, you know what happened. Tell us about that part, and and like you said, the, the the transition through your, you know, your teens, and 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 then like you said, you you, you ended up taking yes, yeah, was it say prescription drugs and things like that um, yeah, to try and yeah, help you. Yeah, yeah. What was what was that journey like for you in terms of um, looking back now?
1: Well. It, it it was quite the the journey was quite challenging to me if I'm to say because uh I have siblings I have a father he though it's just the relationship that's not that good but yeah, I have siblings and I, I I have all these people around me and and that's one of the biggest reasons why I actually chose to stay in work because after my mom passing everybody uh was looking up to me and i 'm um, like that i 'm not like the eldest of the brothers there 's one older than me, but then like i'm i 'm a big um like a big brother to them, so like every, all my siblings started looking up to me, so like I kind of feel like this is not the time for me now to break down or to show my emotions or to show that i 'm hurting and stuff so I had to keep everything in and in front of everyone i was the i was the the jolly happy guy and giving everybody strength but then inside me I was dying and that's why I started relying on the prescription pills because they sort of like calmed me down in a way like and so the journey kept going like that because uh, a couple of times I went suicidal and stuff like uh, I I, I attempted a couple of times and then moved on and and the more I kept writing the more I kept writing the more I kept understanding I, I kept finding myself I kept realizing that these emotions are not uh then I'm not really going to let them get get the best of me and stuff. So, like, I I started working more. Like, I started actually hanging more with people who are more traumatized. And I started offering them my hope. Like, I would always try to listen to them. So, like, in the process of me, me, I was already broken, but I'm helping other people that's broken. So, like, that sort of, like, kept fixing it because, like, I'm feeding off uh whatever the because when they tell me their stories i listen to those and i can totally relate so like that sort of like killed me in a way and they, they were also like getting healed in a way too because they're, they're getting to share with uh their stories so like that's one of the biggest points of my life where i actually came to realize that yo like i need to do mental health uh, as 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 an area of study so that's when i started studying it and and I started focusing specifically on, on arts therapy, like how do I, I'm an artist as a person, how do I use these arts to actually help me heal and to help heal other people and stuff. And, and that's that's where the journey came. And if, if I can look back to 2013 or 2014, to the person I am now in 2020, it's, it's completely different because like, it's a very big transformation because I got to learn to take charge of my own life and i got uh, I got to learn to actually control my own thoughts
0: so yeah 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 yeah'cause uh, yeah, yeah. the reason why I, I, one of the reasons why and I'm noticing like I say with a, a lot of people that come in and, and speaking is that they mm. they found they got through a certain stage then something else happened then something else. And then there was a realization yeah. or something, or someone um m- maybe got hold of them or, or spoke to them, or there was there was a light yeah, yeah. there was a light at the end of the tunnel completely yeah. yeah, and then yeah,
1: exactly
0: and yeah. yours yeah. seems to come from you, you then put your passion into that thing, whatever that light is, yeah, and yeah. yours became writing, Compliment. which you'd done before, yeah. but you didn't know. Yeah. By going through these things, then you, you turned yeah. to express that yeah. your words got more expressive and your thoughts got more expressive, and so it turned into writing, and also turned to poetry, uh, and you've then written books. So um, uh, for the last, for so for after that, that kind of your yeah after that teenage age and and the the, the, the side when uh, you started uh, to come up, in terms of how did you manage uh, to uh, then get uh, to writing a book and then and then that. Kind hey. of, clinging into with somebody to, yeah. to 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 how who's a, who, do you have clients how does it work with you being uh, like i say an art therapist
1: yeah uh well it's 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 kind of different because uh, i came to I, I came to come to that realization because I, my first ever poem that I actually wrote that was relating me to uh, that I related to art specifically. That that first form that I actually call Even Shadows Have Shadows. So, uh, when I performed it at the Poetry Slam, like every single person, like lots of people actually came to me after the show and like, I can talk to relate. I, I totally understand like, like where you're coming from because they actually quoted me words for words and, and people were like that uplifted me that uplifted this line uplifted me this line and that completely blew my mind like it because i didn't really feel like anybody was listening to me like that or anybody like pays attention to what i do so like when i got to that realization and then i was like all right man so I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be doing this. I'm just gonna be writing my emotions out and try to speak it out. I'm gonna tell other people's stories. So like when I'm interacting with these people, they tell me their stories and stuff, and and I, I write them into poems, and then I'm reciting them out at, at, at different open mic sessions and stuff like that. And, and that 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 made me understand that people people are loving what I'm doing, and and. I started coming up I came up like when I moved back to South Sudan I came up with uh, with a project that I call the, the Mindfulness Project yeah. so the Mindfulness Project is where yeah, where I literally come and stay with uh, young people literally and I'm talking about people under the age of 30 we come and sit uh, we, we sit we sit down every bi-weekly every, every, every twice a month uh, we sit and, at some place called Witaka and then we have this conversation that around mental health while having while while playing music, while reciting poetry, while doing percussion drums and all that, while just anything artistic and stuff like that. But while the music is all going on, we get to a point where we sit down and have a conversation on things to do with mental health and, and creating awareness and, and, and sharing experiences of how different people came to be and how How me give me different light in a way because I understand because these are different people even some of the people were not artistic but you see them making sketches of how they feel like they're drawing that they and that is that is it for me that was it for me and that 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 was the time I realized art is powerful and and I'm utilizing I use it every single day in my work I use it every single day in everything I do like I try to incorporate in the element of art of music of, of poetry of visual
0: art and stuff yeah yeah that's fantastic and and like you say you do a range of um you do a range of a range of things to try and help people and you you're obviously getting, do you you're obviously get you obviously get do are you getting a lot of people to 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 your project and, and and is it is it is it getting is it getting out there is it is it a big project well yeah it's it's it's
1: with with the people, with the young people that come through, it's it's big for them because, like, every, every single time we hold one of the sessions, it's always, like, different people that come. It's not even, like, the same people, like... And, and that so really shows that the growth and people are actually aware of it and they want to talk, but then they just don't have those spaces. So, like, it's become sort of, like, a space for people to come and, like, have a conversation. Yeah. And, yeah, it has gotten, like, come, uh, has gotten, like, attention from different... Uh, different... Uh, international organizations that actually work with uh, with issues to do with mental health and I've been approached a couple of times on them trying to support the program and see how the see go like uh, go, go ahead and uh, flourish more and yeah so it's getting, it's getting some sort of attention
0: yeah that's fantastic and um, um, yeah it's, it's, it's good that you're doing this and you've kind of you're basically what you're doing is you're giving back things that yeah totally yeah the things that happened to you and and your thoughts you're giving back and you're seeing what you're actually seeing what's happening i can i notice that you're seeing what's happening out there and what what people are feeling and how they're feeling and um you know over in in that in in your environment and and where you are you're actually noticing people's thoughts and that's going to be transferred into like music and and like you say even spoken word can you can you give us a few lines from that first from that first the very first one that you the very first poem that you you spoke about to do with mental health oh yeah, yeah guys all right. I- as we sorry, as we know, technical hitch, technical hitches as we, we go along and it's you know, this is what I like. This is sort of thing I like. All natural and all because we're going to get technical hitches. This is life and this is what we what happens in mental health and humans we will be part of technical hitches. So, Addy, uh, let's get you uh, let's get you back on and let's get you talking um and talking about your poetry and your poem Go All for right.
1: it. go for it. Alright, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna recite a few lines from the poem. As, uh, oh. I stand long, a burned every bridge over the traveled water. I'm no longer hiding from a personality disorder. Stronger tide is coming, and I've been running, I'm trying to function fine without my mind, I'm climbing out this corner. I was born and torn away from the rotten pages of forgotten rainbow crap in the absence of heaven's heavy hands to develop an never level level benevolence. So it's probably better if I sold my soul to the devil because this is a message to anyone that pretends that they know me. Don't pretend to understand none of the issues that I'm holding. Yeah, I was in a rush to grow up. Look, mom, no This Just a stomach in disgust, and the fear that I'ma go nuts. This ever done slow up. One day, this and I don't even love oh, you. I just use it to escape. Caught between money to pine someone in the face of putting, and putting a bullet in my phone. My toes to take. I have yet found a good reason to be awake, introducing the corroded bones that hide behind my smile. See, I'm angry at the universe for the way she treats me now. She keeps me down, stealing all my energy. I'm feeling like my enemy, cause stealing my identity. Who built this penitentiary? filthy filthy the centipede. Because he was willing to just let me bleed while he won't get this? In 10 years, don't check for me because I'll be in the same place. Because this planet is just an overpopulated mental hospital. So basically, that's <laughs> Fant- yeah, it.
0: Fantastic. Great yeah absolutely fantastic and yeah, yeah, it's good to yeah, you know it's it's good yeah. and I can hear the words that you're saying and the feeling and and the meaning behind and behind some of those things yeah, you're saying yeah. so you've how many uh, how many yeah, poems yeah. have you written
1: uh very many <laughs> i have, i literally have three books three books published uh that is uh one uh lemonade love and passionate elixir, and then my recent one we just called stranded lullabies which actually Svander Lullabies." looks so much in uh, the book is all about uh, issues to do with mental health. It's all about the reality of this thing that we call life, the harsh reality of it, that we always try to isolate, that we always put on the side, because uh, because we always say that, uh, nah, that, that that we're always so picky about what we need to take away from life. and. That is that is Lala Wise. that is um, my most recent book everybody can get it on amazon and and everywhere on online and yeah, so like I have lots of poems I have lots of spoken about poetry it's uh yeah
0: yeah yeah, fantastic and um you know it's 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 fantastic hearing from you and what wh- what would you say to you know to people in uh, in in the world and what would you say to people in in, in Sudan and and and, the, and in terms of how they're feeling and and what message would you like to portray across and to get out there
1: well basically it's it's always one thing that I always tell people is and to especially to the people right here in South Sudan I always tell them that mental health is just the same as physical health we don't have to like feel some type of way about it if you're if you're not feeling well mentally um, given the fact that in South Sudan men uh, like we we never really try to speak up because there are a lot of uh, societal norms here that dictate how men should should react to certain things like uh, especially in South Sudan our cultures our cultures are crazy so like they make they make you uh, if you're a man they make you feel like you're some superman or you're immortal or you're not supposed to have emotion you're not supposed to have feelings so every South Sudanese lives with that every South Sudanese man lives with that inside them and, and I keep telling and I will keep telling people that it's okay to cry as a man man it's it's okay to speak out your emotions it's okay to tell somebody yo man I'm not I'm not feeling well I need uh, I need to talk to someone I need to talk to you it's so. It's something I tell every South Sudanese man, like every single time, and and, and to the rest of the world, is just simple, man. If somebody passes out to be uh, to be not okay mentally, to be traumatized in a way, we need to hold them. We need to hold them like with higher... We need to understand them. We need to give them space if they want their space. We need to give them a listening ear if they want to talk. We need to. We just need to listen to, to to people because not everybody not everybody is it's okay. It's at peace with themselves and and we have to first learn that that everything starts with us and it starts with an individual before we even start moving ahead and and yeah, like mental health, it's it's real. It comes and goes just like a lebron haircut like it comes and goes comes and goes but yeah, yeah. but but either way like you'll see yeah either way you came to you come to understand that uh it doesn't last forever like we depression comes comes in very many ways we never really un- anticipate the pandemonium streams but then like it, it just comes and, and when it comes it also goes and and it all starts with you as a person. Like it, it all, it all starts with you looking at the positive in everything, and and given the fact that I'm one of the people who has been there, I, I won't say I'm not there. I'm not still there, but yeah, Cliff, I have transformed from the person I was from way back up to now. Like it's completely different. Everything, uh, th- things change. It has changed from me trying to commit suicide to me actually. Regarding my life highly and being a person of influence in my community right now, because there's like a lot of people that look up to me. And if I'm to look back at six years ago when I almost killed myself, I'd be like, well, I would have deprived other people because I, we, I did what I did simply because I didn't get help back in the day when I was traumatized. I didn't really get all the resources, everything like. I didn't really have so much knowledge about depression and all this stuff and, and I know and right now I know there are people who are like in that stage of me back in six years ago like who feel that way and, and me coming out to start helping them is me like giving them back like what I didn't get back then and and that's what I tell everybody we need to support each other we need to communicate we need to check on each other every single time that funny guy or uh, that funny friend of yours is always cracking jokes sit him down and ask him sometimes like how do you really feel man because sometimes we hide behind all these jokes and stuff but we are always broken like and let's let's check on let's check on our people let's check on our people
0: yeah yeah fantastic and I say it's been it's, yeah. it's uh, you know it's been good having you on I mean I'd like to have you on again obviously with um yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A, you know a, a clearer recording and a bit better and 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 because in terms of you know i'd like to hear your your poetry a bit more um obviously this obviously totally, we still, yeah. we've had some technical hitches and things like that but for me that's that, that seems yeah. a bit more authentic um and could yeah. you could you do before you before you leave maybe a couple of lines from another 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 poem oh like uh just play out players play yeah players out some lines plays out with a couple of lines from one of your poems.
1: <laughs> All right and uh, depression is strange friend. It comes when you least expect it. See, depression is it's like that dog you you try to take in the backyard when company comes over. Depression is a Beyonce album. We really don't know when it's going to drop, but we still anticipate all the pandemonium strings. Depression is being in a Beyonce's concert, like you're surrounded by all these great people, all doing all your favorite thing, but you still feel all alone. Depression can come when we least expect it. See, the other day I saw my brother commit suicide, and to the world they thought he was a coward. But to me, I saw he was a hero. He stood up to all the noises inside his head and gave himself peace. Sometimes I feel like he was brave enough to do what I couldn't do. But then that doesn't have to be the ultimate meaning because depression may have your mind sometimes, but it doesn't really have the, the audacity and the strength to carry your soul. At the end of it all, there's always hope. And there's always that light. all right, that's that's just a small piece. That it's just a stand up from one of my pieces, here,
0: yeah. Yeah. fantastic. And like I say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> i yeah. you know you know what I, I know what I'd like to do with you, I'd like to for you to come on yeah. and maybe even, you know, mention speak about maybe a couple of you know maybe a five minute segment where you where you a five yeah. minute a five minute segment where you do a a poem or something and then um just to give a you know a brief segment of one of your poetry where you can you can send a message to the world how do you totally that? totally yep. yeah right I would
1: totally do that sometime
0: yeah definitely so thanks for thanks for coming on you know, thanks for coming on, and you know,
1: thanks. I appreciate for having me.
0: Yeah, it's nice to hear another voice, hear a different voice. Like I said, I'm definitely going to get you on, um, and we can definitely speak again. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. thank, thanks, for, thanks for that, and thanks for everything that you're doing in the world, and and you know, making people listen and, and young people, and you know, um, you, you 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 should be held up as a national treasure for what you're doing. I appreciate that. I
1: appreciate that.
0: So that was Addy, and this was Men Are Nuts. Thank you and goodbye. Cheers.